0: because you're going to be the best you you'll ever be but you're terrible somebody else so don't try to be anybody but who you are because you bring something unique uh to the world espnw presents be honest with Carrie champion
1: Hey everybody, it's Carrie Champion. Welcome to another edition of Be Honest. Uh, I, like I told you, I'm promising you that we are delivering our Be Honestes more frequently uh, in the new year, 2017. That was my resolution. Meanwhile, um, today's podcast is called Learning the Game. It's interesting because I figure learning the game stands for so many things in life. Uh, it stands for how you learn to become a professional in whatever profession you would like to choose, how you learn your craft, how you learn how to operate in and out of uh, an arena, an environment, uh, being politically correct, learning the game. And the only reason why I came up with that was because this week there were so many examples uh, of learning the game. Uh, I know you all know by now what happened with Charles Oakley and James Dolan, the owner of the Knicks. Here it is, this great legend, this this person who is beloved by New York fans and the fan base. He's a legend of that franchise. And unfortunately there was just such an ugly situation that went down between the two and we have to sit and we have to watch it and we have to listen to the he say and the he say, and this didn't happen and that happened, but there is an art to how to interact with people. There's an art to how to, how to, Approach a person such as Oakley. There is also an art to being an owner and knowing your fan base. Learning the game. Uh, I don't know. Everyone just doesn't understand it. We're coming off the heels of a Super Bowl game where in which you have to learn the game. So how in the world do we talk about the, the Atlanta Falcons who missed this wonderful opportunity to actually learn the game to beat the Patriots? That comeback was unheard of never done ever before in the history of the NFL. And then on a personal note, learning the game. Uh, I often meet people who want to do what I do. They ask for tips, advice, whether it be in front of the camera or behind the scenes. I'm consistently getting someone, I promise you, once a week, once a month, twice a week, twice a month, asking, where can I be? How can I learn? What can I do? Um, And today I have uh, a couple of interns in studio with me and i'm just showing them how to learn the game how to appreciate the art how to navigate in their world not necessarily be me but do it in a way in which they can learn and so today on this podcast if you hear some interns asking questions to our guests well that's because they're learning the game little mama that's me trying to give back to society our guest today christian rapper lecrae a fan of the show Uh, He did our show open, but I've been a fan of his for a long time, and he's learned the game. Imagine being a Christian rapper, but yet having a mainstream following. Uh, He and Tidala are doing a single together. I'm looking over at my producer because she knows. Shout out to D, And he is really, truly making a name for himself in the mainstream community in terms of hip-hop. Now I'm sure that didn't come easy Because there's a point Where you have to really intersect Say listen this is my faith I love the Lord I'm a Christian rapper But my sound resonates with so many different people And I have to learn the game I have to learn how to operate He's now been nominated For several awards Won them Obviously he has a BET award He he, he was nominated for a hip hop award He didn't win that He got a Billboard Music Award, a Soul Train Award, Dove Award, Stellar Awards. He truly is learning the game. He is taking that rap game, and he's intersecting both worlds. We may have saw that with, I guess in some form or fashion, with Kirk Franklin, but this is different. He's really hip-hop. His sound is is dope. He has a lot of good friends in the NBA, in the NFL, and we're going to talk to him about learning the game in which you have to maneuver in both worlds. It's advice that we all can use. Advice that I need. Advice that my interns will need. uh, Advice that Charles Oakley and James Dolan could use. Advice the Falcons could use. How in the hell do you learn this damn game? It's tough. Sit back, relax. Welcome to a new edition of Be Honest. So my next guest, um, he is... I want to call him a friend. I, he, he isn't really a close friend yet, but I feel as if a friendship is forming. He is my brother in Christ, though. That is true. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we got Lecrae uh, on the show. He came on our Coast to Co. show. And I, you, Lecrae, can I say something? First of all, yeah. the, my open is fire. Can how, how often can I keep telling you that?
0: <laughs> no, it was an honor to do it, and I'm glad that you appreciate it. The, the quality of, of your opening, you know, it's got to start off right, so that matters. That you that you care, and I'm glad to contribute.
1: Everyone uh, on the Twitter, as I call it, because I'm old, the Twitter, the kids are like, "Hey, can we get an extended version of that?" Lecrae, is that available? You need to make. I promise you, if you make that available on iTunes, you and I can make some money off of it. What do you think?
0: Oh, we got we got to figure that out. I I, mean, I, I I
1: listen grandma not playing like oh seriously cuz they okay good um we can, yeah. we can figure it out I want to tell you I'm 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 entitling the name of this this podcast learning the game because for me watching you um outside looking in it could not have been easy to to achieve the success that you have and you have so much more to do so much more to show us so much more in terms of your creative expression i'm sure that that we have yet to even we've scratched the surface but you've been able to do something that in my opinion hasn't been done before in a mainstream way there's been a many christian artists many christian hip-hop artists that is true but when you're able to transcend and, and make it mainstream and enjoyable there is something ordained and special about that talk to us about your journey
0: yeah, that's great. Um well, you know, I didn't I didn't grow up um in church so to speak. You know, my grandmother was a, was a very devout Christian and so you know I, when I would spend summers with her, I'd be involved there, but at the same time, um, it just to me felt rigid and old and something that I just couldn't relate to and um and so I grew up loving hip hop music, just a product of the culture. My cousins they were into it and um and so you know, just as a kid, it was um, it was you know hip hop and and sports, and that was kind of the, my world. And um, you know, as I got older, um, I really began to to process you know what I was doing, with my music, and and what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it. And um, and then around nineteen, uh, I really had a a, a strong. Uh, encounter with God, and it was a a transition of faith for me, and and mind you, I didn't grow up on like gospel music or anything like that, so I didn't know how to articulate what I was experiencing in a traditional way, so I just kind of did it, you know, using the the medium that I knew, and I didn't know all the rituals and what to say and how to say it, uh, but I just wanted to make great music that my friends could still enjoy, you know, because my friends weren't holy rollers or anything like that. They didn't grow up in church either so I wanted to continue to make music that they could enjoy but that it was also like beneficial and would help them out
1: so what happened when you were 19
0: so at 19 um, I, I was at uh, I went to the University of North Texas and um, I was around a, a, you know just my typical friends but there was these other uh, a, a, a group of guys who were really just very friendly some of them on a the football team there and um, and they just kept you know, hey, man, how you doing? You need help moving your stuff in, and you want to go out and get something to eat. And, you know, as a freshman, it's just weird. It's like, what's it? What's going on here, y'all? Like, hazing me? Like, what's what's happening? Um, but they were really just being genuine and trying to, to help uh, a young kid who's, you know, fresh on campus, and, um, and these guys happen to be Christians. And so they were really just kind of fleshing out their faith for me. And um, they invited me to a conference, you know, where I heard uh, a man um, named James White and he preached, and uh, and just the sermon just rocked me, and it just like made me process everything that I was doing and how I was living, and you know my spiritual state. And I think that was when you know it just it all came together for me that uh, I needed some changes in my life.
1: It's interesting because I'm sure you give your testimony all the time, and and for you in the world that you live in, and I think. I'm I'm okay with saying this. You have to vacillate. You you are around people who may not know the Lord or who who may not share your same faith, but yet you still are able to connect and you're able to do that with your music. How do you do
0: that? Yeah. I think it comes from from actually being friends with people outside of, you know, your faith and outside of your, you know, your belief systems and your your structures. You know, I have family members who are on a complete opposite end of the spectrum as me. I have friends who are on the complete opposite end of the spectrum as I am. And they're still people and you love them and you you want to connect with them and you want to you know, they matter to you. And you want to respect them and and treat them as if they have dignity and that you're not holy as in thou. And and my other perspective on that is I don't have you know, I don't have any place to condemn anybody. I may not condone everything, but I I don't have any place to condemn you. So you'll never get that from me. Um, I'm here to you know, to to help people, to, you know, love people, and just try to walk with them through whatever things that they're going through in life.
1: But Lecrae, let's just be honest, it has to be difficult. Or do you ever get convicted? Or you ever feel like being friends with these people, making music with mainstream artists, any of that, does that ever make you feel like you're stepping outside of what you're you're here to do?
0: Yeah, um, I think... When you listen, so, so you know, you never hear, you never see a coach or a player. You shouldn't. You shouldn't see a coach or a player change their plays because of the, the fans in the stands, right? There's a crazy fan out there saying, you know, stop running the ball, pass it, pass it, pass it. Like, I don't know what kind of coach you are if you're going to take advice from that person. And I think as an artist, sometimes you do start taking, um, absorbing too much of what critics and people on the outside of what you're doing and what you've been purposed to do, say. And so they'll say, you can't do that. You shouldn't do this. But um, but it, it's kind of like, for me, I'm just being myself. I'm not trying to be anything else. I'm not trying to gain acceptance. I'm not trying to be, you know, more loved by somebody else. Or, you know, I've kind of gone through all that, those stages in life. You know, I have been I went to high school already. You know, I don't need to be on the, at the cool kids' table. Um, and so there was some initial pushback and initial wrestle with that when just wanting people to accept you and wanting your fans, mostly like fans and people who are critics, you want them to kind of be quiet and, and appreciate what you're doing. And so you kind of try to like, oh, well, let me placate to what they say. Cause, and you question yourself. If you listen to that stuff too much, you question, like, maybe I am what they say that I am. Um, but you you got to fight back against that and have good people around you who can tell you who you really are and uh, not the critics.
1: I, I love the, the- the scenario or the example you use, like a coach, if he's a good coach, can't care about what the fans will say because then you're listening to everybody. And for me and what I do for a living, when I first came on the scene, even as the host of first take, I, the critics were crazy and it really started to affect me and how I would perform day in and day out at work. And then it got to a point where I, I couldn't process it anymore. It was so much, it was so much hate, which is confused love that I just couldn't process it anymore. And I just, I didn't care. So once I got to Mm -hmm. that point, I had to stay true to who I was. And, and, and that has been, that has been a key for me to whatever success that I've achieved. And, and I hear that in your music. So I appreciate you sharing that. I, I'll get to, I'll get to some sports in a minute, but I, I'm really curious about how you feel about being nominated for a Grammy.
0: Yeah. All of that. I mean, so you know i'm coming from um making music in my basement and and just kind of just doing it for a few friends in school to get nominated for grammys and billboard and you know number one albums and stuff like that and and all of that to me um is is kind of like i don't know how i look i look at it like more than anything, it's kind of like leverage or like a platform. It's not, it's not an identifier, so it doesn't identify me. It doesn't like add anything more value to me, uh, and that's what I, you know, I have to fight to remember. It doesn't add any more value to me. It's just, it's kind of like another hammer in your tool shed that you can use if you, if you, if you're thoughtful. Um, you know, maybe it means you can, you know, uh, collaborate with somebody that otherwise may not have considered it, or, or you can, you know. I don't know. Work with, go in schools and people pay attention, and you can talk about music and how to use your craft well. But I, I look at that as a, as a tool. You know, it's a, I'm honored uh, that people would consider me in that light, and that people would say, "Man, wow, well, that's amazing, uh, what you're doing." And you know, they would nominate you for a Grammy or, or any of those types of things. But I, I, I do try to look at them as, as tools in the tool shed, and not like qualifiers or identifiers, because there's so many great artists. Who don't have Grammy awards and you know it's like there's people who are phenomenal who will never be regarded you know um, as as great as they are by these awards and, and categories.
1: So the listen, the, you're successful and I and and we already know that and you're learning the game in a way in which a lot of people don't know the game. So so we giving out advice because I do want to get your sports takes, your hot sports takes. So you've been following what's been going on with Oakley, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> like that is yeah.
1: insane. So, so I this morning, honestly, who's wrong? You team Oakley, you team Knicks, you in the middle?
0: Um, uh, okay, I'm 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 in the middle, and I'm not trying to be politically correct. I'm just this is why I'm in the middle. So on one side of the spectrum, we know Charles Oakley as I mean, let's be clear. Like if you if you know his history, he's not afraid to push people to throw a punch here or there, right? So we know. You know, Charles could be a little temperamental, but at the same time, um, what was done to him is—is—is is, is it justifiable? You know what I mean? Like, is—is is how he was treated and what was asked of him justifiable? Is that okay? I mean, you look at somebody who's, you know, in many ways a pillar in the, in the whole Knicks franchise and Knicks community. So, um, so on one side, and I don't agree with how he was treated, or you know, from from what I understand, what was communicated to him and how he needed to 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 get out of there. But I also don't think that's the reaction you should have when somebody, you know, comes at you yeah. sideways. So, yeah,
1: look, it's like, it literally is like uh, the Lakers arresting Kareem Abdul-Jabbar because he got a bad attitude. You would never see right. that at the Forum or the Staples. Like, come on, really? Like, do you really? <laughs> however, however, I understand why you're in the middle because I want you to listen to, to how he— reacted when he was on Mike and Mike this morning. So take a listen to this and then we'll talk about it.
0: Charles, we are Mike and Mike. Thank you for making the time for us this morning. How are you feeling today? I'm great. Uh, until I just saw my picture up on the wall looking like a criminal. <laughs> and, and on am with ESPN. ESPN. Yeah. Tell us what what yeah. what picture specifically did you see and how did it upset you? Uh it didn't upset me, but I thought y'all wanted to talk to me about um Something happened, but you got me on TV, and, and you know I think that was disrespected. But I don't mind talking about. I know you want to talk about what happened at the garden. Yeah. Yes, I, I'm just. Okay. curious. What specifically is it you saw that I, I can hear that you're agitated, and we do want to talk to you about these other things. No, what is it you saw that upset not, you? No, I'm not agitated. I'm just saying I just saw a picture. So how are you going to promote me like choking someone on TV? Which which I'm not sure. Well, I, think I, I it was didn't a picture from the, from the other from night the you're talking well, about. Yeah. Okay. No, I didn't. No, come on. Don't, don't, Mike, come on. I don't mind talking to you. Don't act dumb. The picture you just had up. Charles, I I, I I, don't look at everything we have on the TV. I, yeah. did, I didn't look at we it. We didn't I, see it. I, I, honestly, I mean, honestly oh, yeah. tell us. I don't know which picture you're talking I, no. about. We, we didn't see okay. it. Okay, all right. Okay, well, why y'all reason for it? Let's talk. We can talk. Let's talk. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I, I mean, I, I don't know if you're referring to the Jeff Van Gundy one. It's okay. I mean, things happen. Yeah. Things happen. Okay.
1: Things happen. Okay, so listen. That's that's Lecrae. That is prime prime Barkley. I mean, excuse me, prime, prime, prime Oakley. Like he, he just, he comes off sideways and then he wonders why people react to him the way they react. And then he'd be like, oh no, I'm chill. I'm cool. I'm cool. Like, I, I don't have a problem <laughs> with him being who he is. And again, there's still no reason for him to be treated the way he was treated. But then I get, then I get in there and I'm all like, all right, Oak, I have a hard time believing you didn't pop off at James Dolan. You, you just went right. and Mike and Mike because you mad at a photo and they don't even know what photo you saw. But yet you trying to tell me, you didn't say one one thing to Oakley I don't I mean to uh Dolan I don't care if you were there for four minutes four minutes is enough to to, 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 to unleash some words on somebody you don't like yeah. so so I get why you're in the middle because they were like what photo what the hell are you talking about tell me how <laughs> awkward was that was that not awkward as hell
0: yeah it was that was super awkward I, I think uh I mean again I think he's defensive I think he's in a defensive position I think you know the world is talking about him and uh you know he already doesn't like people you know uh painting him a particular way so he's in a defensive spot um and i mean the whole world watched him you know watched him you know put his hands on everybody took 12 people to carry my had <laughs> ball bears you know
1: uh, about to... right <laughs> right well, well okay so, so when i was watching it i was like that's ugly weren't you thinking the same thing like how ugly is that
0: so i thought it was ugly only the only thing that kind of simmered it down a little bit for me was because everyone so I was on a fight and everyone was talking about it before I had seen it. And then when I saw I was expecting him to like knock somebody out cold and there was gonna be blood everywhere. <sighs> so I was like, oh okay. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. But yeah, still it's I mean, I don't think there's ever a good reason. I don't think there's it's not too much you could say you shouldn't be able to say that much to a grown man at his age that would make him want to put hands on you. You're right. You know what I mean? Like, right. I just that's just my perspective
1: on that. Well, okay, so you and I both were flying because, remember, we bumped into each other at the airport. We yeah, both were flying when yeah. I went down. I will tell you, so I had a ton of people hit me up and tell me this. They were like, he's just known, and by now you know this too, he's just known for slapping people. So my friend <laughs> tells me a story about how he slapped people. Barkley, that's why I keep saying Barkley, how he slapped Barkley at a Players Association meeting, which I think is right. insane. Like, he just, I don't know if he owed him money or what, he just smacked him. Then there's this video circulating now of him smacking Scottie Pippen when he was a rookie, and he was just Scott then, but he was smacked. I mean, I was like, so he's just known as the old school pimp. Like, you just smacking yeah. people? Like, you can't do that. Yeah. You can't just run around slapping people. Grown men. What kind of nonsense is that?
0: That's what it is. like a episode of booty tang or something i don't know it's like uh, i don't it's kind of it's sad it's funny but it's not it's like uh, it's kind of funny but it's not funny i
1: know you're right it is but it isn't but still though yeah yeah you
0: You can't go around slapping wrong men charles you You can't go around slapping charles you,
1: you just you just can't and 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 then somebody said well what happened when he slapped uh uh barkley he said he stayed slapped. I hit the floor. <laughs> I was like, it's <laughs> not. <right." laughs> and
0: they said he didn't do nothing. Barkley ain't been right ever since.
1: Hey, he's never been right. Okay, so, <laughs> so, so, and then we need to talk about the White House uh, and players. Like, so the Patriots, we get the Super Bowl Sheesh. game. That game was crazy, right? It was Sheesh. arguably one of the best Super Bowl games I've seen in the last five years. The Patriots now they come, they visit ESPN. I'm asking people left and right, what's your take? on going to the White House. We know how polarizing our current president is. And look, with all due respect, I remember that LeBron and some of the NBA players were the first to say it. They were like, I'm not going to the White House. This will be my last visit. I won't go if we win again with this current administration. So now that seeped into the NFL. And so I had some of the players on the show and basically they basically said, I'm not going. One said, I've been there, done that. The other one said, I'm cool. So is that fair? This is the White House.
0: I think, I think so. Only well, here is my thing, and I, I mean, correct me if I am wrong, but didn't uh, did, did, did Brady go to the White House when Obama was in was in office?
1: He did not. He had a commitment.
0: Okay, well, I mean, maybe they got commitments, commitments to the, their stances. And their
1: perspectives. But look, Uh, it's so racial right now, Lecrae. Like literally, like Brady not going to the White House when Obama was there for for me is like, how dare you not go visit President Obama? What kind of nonsense is that? But to me, it came across as I really don't respect. I'm not in with what he's doing. Like that's how it came across to me. I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know how that man votes. But it is clear to me that a majority of black players are taking a stand and they're like, no, I'm good. And it's divided among racial lines and we can't avoid that. How do we, how do you see it? And is that just me or is that, do you, uh, do you see it among racial lines?
0: Yeah, it's definitely a racial issue. Well, here's the, here's the thing is you got to look at it from, from this perspective of a lot of the things that are happening are happening to people of color that since, you know, he's been in office. So you, 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 look at the travel ban, which greatly affects uh, people of color right uh muslim people of color you look at the, the uh, immigration laws and deportation in the wall which affects people of color hispanic people of color um i mean you know you, you keep going on down the line and so it feels it there's a Then the whole concept the dakota pipeline it affects people of color native americans then you have to think about it this with the, the whole slogan to make america great again and this is me just telling me my perspective of how insensitive that slogan is. So I I can't speak on whether, how he feels about race or whatnot, but I can say my question would be, when was that exactly? You know, if we're talking about make America great again, when exactly was that? And, and what I've heard is people say, Oh, it was like the fifties when it was like, leave it to Beaver, apple pie. Mm. Everything was good. I was like, well,
1: yeah, my,
0: my grandmother did not think the fifties was great. Right. (laughs) You know, it was not a great time for, you know, so there were places she couldn't go and things she couldn't do, and water fountains she couldn't drink out of. It wasn't a great time for her. And, uh, and so that's that, to me, that statement in and of itself is insensitive. And uh, I think, you know, people of color feel left out. And and I can see them saying, man, I, I, I just can't support this.
1: I, I agree. And I think ever before, like and more so than ever before, we will see more and more athletes take a stand. Steph Curry the other day, uh, not happy with Under Armour CEO. Like, you can't, like, sports and politics intersect. And if you don't want to hear about it and you want to tell me the Six of Sports, I'm telling you it's not going down like that. This is, this is, uh, this is what I'm telling you. Learn the game. This is a new game that we're playing. This is a new game that these that the athletes are playing in terms of taking a political stance and using their platform. And then you got to look at these CEOs who run these companies you got the you got the face of your brand like Steph Curry saying he's not happy with current president nor is he happy with Kevin Plank supporting him in that way you got to rethink your choices you got to learn your audience and figure out your environment if LeBron said look Nike I'm not happy that you're supporting and Nike came out against you know some of the travel ban but if Nike came out and said I think Trump is great for business. You, you're trying to tell me LeBron wouldn't call them up. and I'm like, excuse me, Mr. Nike. I'm making up a name because that's not his name. But you have to realize that the power that these athletes have, and it's a whole new game. People are doing it differently.
0: Yeah. yeah. You made a lot of money already, man. You don't have to dance for that check. You Talk know, about be it. you authentic. Take a stand. You know, yeah.
1: You, you, yeah. Okay, So you're
0: already in the
1: top 1%. Lecrae has a very powerful message. And again, like I said, I'm I'm entitling this podcast, Learning the Game. So on the other side of the break, indulge us, folks, okay? Um, I have two interns hanging out today, so I want them to ask Lecrae some questions and see if they can get him to be honest, if you will. Be honest. Back in a moment. But first, a word from Pro Flowers. Aren't you tired of guessing what she wants for Valentine's Day? Wouldn't you love an easy, fail-proof way to look like a pro or a boyfriend or a husband-to-be? This year, Pro Flowers is making it easier than ever before. They're taking the guessing out of everything. On top of their already low prices, you can get a dozen assorted roses with a free glass vase, as if you need it, because it's very important, you need a glass vase, for $19.99 plus shipping and handling. Or you can upgrade for just $10 more... And get two dozen roses. That's cheap, folks. Go out and do it. And, again, remember, it's that free glass vase. Just go to proflowers.com and use my code CARRYCHAMPION. Pick your flowers and then check it out in two minutes. Again, that's my code CARRYCHAMPION. You can set the delivery day you want. You order right now, and it can be delivered by Valentine's Day right at home or work. Her co-workers will be jealous because you are the boo. They gave her the right flowers, okay? Pro Flowers bouquets are guaranteed to last up to seven days or your money back. Get that, your money back. And you can't beat the price and the inconvenience. The world that we live in today, we need everything done quickly. So sit back, relax, look awesome, look like a hero. Here's the only way, though, to get a dozen assorted roses with a free glass vase and free chocolates. I just added that in there, folks, because I'm Carrie Champion. Free chocolates starting at 19.99. ProFlowers.com. Use my code CarrieChampion. Help support this show And our sponsors. That's proflowers.com. Click on the microphone and type in my code CARI champion. Don't wait, order today. I'm gonna harass you. Yeah. Um, I have two interns listening And um, I told them to listen to the conversation And they also want to learn the game So I want them to to ask you a question And I want you to listen to the question I want you to respond if you don't mind And then and then tell me what you think about the, my future reporters My up and coming future reporters, okay?
0: Okay, alright, alright All right.
1: Alright, so uh, Aziz is listening in So Aziz is going to go first She has a question for you
2: Hi LaCrae. Hello there Hey, so essentially you said that you didn't grow up in the church, but you did grow up listening to a lot of hip hop. Um, I did. So I'm guessing, you know, the evolution of the game, what era or which artist made you want to get into the rap game?
0: Oh, okay. That's a great question. Um, I would say, uh, um, biggest influence for me was Tupac and Tupac was, uh, probably the, the person that, I mean, just being a kid and hearing his perspectives and his views. Um, you know, I was raised by a single mother, a lot of strong black women, and um, and I remember, you know, being a kid and hearing, keep your head up, and I was like, wow, he's empowering and encouraging, and he's saying a lot of things that, um, you know, I can still relate to, but yet there was a, an edge of, like, sincere truth and, and uplifting that uh, I heard in that in his music uh, which kind of cut through a lot so it made me say that this is something I really want to do
2: Wow, that's interesting because when I listen to your music I can get that same feel from it I took, when I was listening to your music I took note that it seemed very uplifting but when you got to rapping and your bars were very hip-hop and mainstream so how do you yeah. label your sound?
0: Um Plus, that's a good question. I mean, I, I think if we're talking technically, technically speaking, it is hip-hop. But um, a, a lot of times, and I know not in terms of genre, but I, I do call my music soul music because it's good for the soul. Uh, but I have music from Monday to Sunday. So there's music to, to go to work to, music to go out on Friday night to, and music um, for you know on Sunday morning uh, when you're getting ready to go to church. And so um, I think it's just... I just try to embody the whole thing and it's, it's really like hip hop for the soul.
2: I like that. Well, thank you for right. speaking with me. Um, like I said, I'm Aziza and I'm going to transfer it over to Kathy. Great job. Hi, Lecrae. This is Catherine here. How are you?
0: Good. How are you doing?
2: I'm good. Thanks. Uh, so you and Carrie were talking about how, uh, learning the game, you have so many different games to learn, not just, you know, in the music business, but you're learning, uh, you, you're in touch with sports and politics and even just, you know, how you give back to the community. Uh, how have you been able to mesh all those together and sort of redefine your own game and still remain true to yourself?
0: I think you, you, you know, you said it, it's, it's being true to yourself. Um, I think authenticity is what really connects people to you. Um, Cause you're going to be the best you you'll ever be, but you're a terrible somebody else. So don't try to be anybody, but who you are, because you bring something unique To the world, and um, and I I always say success is not what I do compared to other people. Success is what I do compared to what I was made to do, and um, I can only be me. And a lot of times, people want to put you in a box and say, you know, like Kerry was saying, stick to sports, don't talk politics. But but that's you're a whole person, and you're 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 full of color. And for people to make you black or white or red or blue limits the the beauty of the complexity of the color that makes you who you are. So be all of that, be political, be spiritual, be emotional, be, you know, athletic, Uh, be all of those things and let people have to deal with how multifaceted that, that you are. Um, But when you're trying to to be something you're not in the end, it's always going to come to the light and, um, and you'll end up frustrated anyway.
2: Yeah, I think that's a really great message. And, you know, we're here with Carrie and she's passing her messages on like that, how to learn the game. How do you do that? Uh, you know, you see a lot of rappers coming up in the game, getting inspiration from music like yours. How are you able to pass along your message of how
0: you learn the game? Um, uh, so, well, you know, a lot of it is through personal relationships. So you just try to develop relationships with people and deal with them on a personal basis. But then, um, outside of that, is it's, them seeing the impact. It's them seeing that, man, wow, he can talk about what he wants to talk about. He can talk about his faith. He can talk about, you know, his love for, um, you know, uh, his mother or whatever. And, and those things, um, inspire them and say, man, I've been hiding this side of myself, uh, because I thought people wouldn't accept it, but now here he is doing it and, and it's working. So, uh, let me. I'm inspired to do the same thing, and that's what I think uh, people see happening.
2: Okay, that's great. Thank you so much, Lecrae.
0: Absolutely.
1: All right, boss. So I have two things to say. You ready? Yes. I thought their questions were great. Were they not? They were great. Yeah, I look, I'm uh, so I'm yeah. done. I, I retire. I'm done. I'm not doing this no yeah. more. Uh, secondly, your response, though, was fire because you're right. Why don't let me be multifaceted and then I'm going to let you deal with that. Like you handle that however you want to handle that. You process that however you want to process. But this is my game. This is how I learned it. This is the
0: person I am.
1: I love your message. Absolutely. I love your I message. When do you come to L.A. again so we can hang out?
0: Um, I'll actually be back tomorrow. <laughs> so. Okay. All right, yeah, you, I'll be back tomorrow.
1: You want to go to Bible study?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> I, I sure. was I was
1: joking. I ain't going to Bible study, but I, I know I know the Bible. I'll read some stuff there to you. you hey. I'll read some stuff to hey, you. What man, you know? Multifaceted. I, multifaceted. Multifaceted. Look, they giggling. Do it all. Okay, so maybe Bible study, <laughs> and then I would like some wine afterwards. Is that okay?
0: You, that's okay. That okay. was the first miracle.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, um,
1: okay, so tell me about your single. You down here filming a video before I let you go?
0: Yeah, just uh, did a video for the song "Blessings" featuring Ty Dollar Sign. Uh, video came out amazing, directed by Cal Matic, uh, who's done a lot of stuff for Man Janae Aiko, Kendrick Lamar. The list goes on and on. But the song is, uh, you know, just came out, uh, you know, uh, a little bit of, like a week ago, and um, it's already, you know, doing great. Uh, probably hit radio this week, so. Look out for it. Go download it. Go stream it. Do whatever you got to do. The song's great. Uh, there's a special little surprise connected to that song that people Ooh. will see sooner or later.
1: Okay. And
0: so, uh, you know, I think you'll be excited about that.
1: I As love surprises.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see what happens.
1: All right. Uh, Lecrae, you are a blessing and such a treasure. Thank you so much for joining us on Be Honest, my friend.
0: It's the honor. It's an honor of mine. Thank you. proud of what you're doing. All
1: right. So there you have it. I... Uh... I'm learning so much today. Let me tell you what I learned while I'm talking about learning the game. I learned that it's okay to not stick to sports and talk about politics and talk about dressing and talk about all the other things that I like, fashion, whatever it is. It's okay because I'm multifaceted and it's up to you to digest it and process it as a fan, as a viewer, as a listener. There's nothing wrong with having more sides to yourself. Don't put me in a box because you want me in a box. That courtesy of Lecrae. He's a Christian rapper, but he appeals to so many people across different genres. He has a message, and that is his message, and I'm here for it because people will try to tell you, you can only do one thing. You can't do all of these things. You can't be this man and have this type of music. You can't be an athlete and be culturally aware. You can't be an athlete and use your platform for good. You can only be an athlete and be this. You can't be a female sports reporter and dress this way and talk this way and act this way. You can be whatever you want to be. It's up to you, the viewer, me, the viewer, if I'm a viewer, whomever, to process it however we choose to. I'm learning a game. He is really truly something special and i'm glad that we are all here to enjoy his music and if you don't know about lecrae download listen to it such a genuine young man um speaking of genuine i love my girls today so we got aziza she's my personal assistant but she's also she's also a reporter an upcoming reporter she asked great questions she followed it up really well I was very impressed with her and then there's Catherine she goes to my school guys I don't go there anymore but she goes to my school she goes to UCLA she did a great job too I was like watch out Carrie here they come they're out for my job I'll be unemployed in approximately 1.5 right a year and a half 1.5 Give or take. Dang. I better, I better get my um, 401k up. Um, as usual, I want to give a shout out to D. Thank you for putting this podcast together. And then Daniel. Daniel didn't have our audio already, but I still love him. He cool with me. Daniel, you still cool with me, boo. Okay. I appreciate that. You love Lecrae, right?
0: I do love Lecrae.
1: You, cause you, you're a brother in Christ. So you really love
0: Lecrae. That's right. God don't fit in no box. Kate.
1: God don't fit in no box. Preach brother. <sighs> my brother from another mother. Meantime, in between time, remember to check out SportsCenter Coast to Coast, folks, every single day, twelve to one on ESPN. You can't miss it. Right after First Take, it's good TV. Uh, be honest. Back next week.
0: Thanks for listening to Be Honest with Carrie Champion. For more great podcasts, check out ESPN.com/podcast.